things are better than others, but that uh, we should never say that anything is wrong, that it has no value. That's not true. There are things that are wrong. Yes, some things are just plain wrong. No rightness about them. Atomic war is one of those things. If we get started on a real atomic war... You see, ordinary war destroys men. Atomic war can destroy humanness by producing mutations that aren't human. But there's another thing that's wrong, too. And that's the wrongness of fooling yourself. Not merely others, but fooling yourself. And that's tonight's story. And you say the annual budget of this institution is $8 million, Dr. Holler? That's right, Senator Bryan. $8 million a year for the care and feeding of... of... The freaks, Doctor? Oh, we try never to think of them as freaks, Senator. And never to speak of them that way. Some of them have unusually sensitive hearing. Yes, but they are... Uh... Well, they're mutants, Senator. Uh... Genetic sports created by radioactive fallout. You might say they're martyrs to the criminal stupidity of the 20th century. Well, is it compulsive for a, a mutant to live in an institution like this? I confess I'm not completely familiar with the legal aspect. Compulsory? No, Senator. It's not compulsory. But it's often simpler for a mutant to live within these walls than out there in the world at large. So I can understand that. Eighty percent of them have come here voluntarily. And the rest? Committed by relatives who couldn't stand the sight of them. But, uh... Come, let me show you some of the patients, Senator. That's Anna over there. You'll notice I didn't bother knocking. Anna doesn't hear sound. When she wants privacy, she just bolts her door. But, uh, what is she doing? Thinking. That's all? Just, just thinking? Well, that's all she ever does, Senator. She's, uh, busy working on a new cosmological theory. Come, Senator. We're disturbing her concentration. Let's let's try another room. Now, there are many different types of mutations, of course, Senator. Hardly any two are alike. And some of our patients are simply physically deformed. You know, an extra limb, a strange texture of skin, differences like that. But others are more or less normal physically, but have unusual mental ability. And still others, like Anna here, well, they're both deformed and mentally unusual. Now, in this room, we have a pair of remarkable mutants. Uh, Dr. Wally, uh, what's that coming up the hall toward us? It's Mary, one of our more interesting patients. You, uh, you let them wander around the hall? This isn't a prison, Senator. Uh, hello there, Merrick. Where are you heading? I'm taking a little walk, Dr. Holly. This is Senator Bryan. He's paying us a visit here today. He's on the Senate Appropriations Committee. How interesting. I'm leaving here, Dr. Holly, right now. Leaving? But uh, you haven't been out of here in ten years, Merrick. I've decided to give the world another chance. You know the rules, Merrick. If you volunteer to come in as a patient, you have to give three months' notice. Now, that way we can prepare you for life in the outside world. I'm and leaving we... right now, Doctor. Ten minutes after I'm gone, you'll forget all about this. You remember there was once a Clyde Merrick here, but... According to your records, he was discharged today, September 4th, 2019. You go directly to the recording computer and make the change. And as for you, Senator, whatever your name, 
You will have no recollection whatever of this conversation. And when you return to Washington, you will do your best to see that Dr. Hawley's appropriation is increased. Is all that clear? Good. Goodbye, Dr. Hawley. Thank you for everything. Uh, very well, Senator. Let's uh, let's continue our little tour now. Uh, suppose I let you see our recreational therapy wing now. It's all right, Doctor. I, I don't feel very well. Could we sit down and rest for a while? The oddest sensation in my head. It's as if, uh, as if I fell asleep for a few minutes. I had a very strange dream. A young man talking to me. Maybe a little fresh air. It's rather warm in here. Yes, yes, yes. Fresh air would be good. Straight through that corridor, it'll take you to the courtyard. I'll, I'll be with you in just a moment. I I have to stop in at the office and make an entry on a patient's record. Uh, something I've been meaning to do for a long time. I keep forgetting it. Uh, I'll be with you in a moment, Senator. <laughs> you can't stop is the danger that by its very nature keeps you from seeing that it's there or knowing that you've met it. That's a hard one to stop. It camouflages itself so that you don't even know you encountered it. Driving to town, Miss? Uh, yes. Yes, I am, but I never pick up strangers when I'm driving alone. Why did I stop the car? You will give me a lift. Um, I... Sure. Climb in. Over here next to me. Thanks. I was sure you'd change your mind. This is an awfully lonely part of the country to be hitching a ride in. Where are you coming from? You see that building up on the hill with the brick fence around it? Yes. Do you know what that is? Some sort of government hospital, isn't it? Close. It's a sanctuary for mutants. That's where I was coming from. From the mutant sanctuary? But are you a... A mutant? Do I look like one? I don't know. You look... You look... How do I look? I look... Perfectly normal, don't I? Yes, you. You look perfectly normal in. in every way. Tell me how I look to you. You're tall, blonde, blue eyes, broad shoulders, nice smile. You'd say I was good looking? Yes. Yes, I'd say you were quite handsome. Thank you. Well, what's your name? Lisa Roberts. You? My name is Clyde Merritt. Well, you must work at the sanctuary, then. Yes, that's right. I I work there. This is my afternoon off, and I, I thought I'd hitch a ride into town for, for some fun. Well, you're lucky I stopped for you. I'm going all the way into town. And you know, it's funny, too. I, I never usually stop for strangers. 
Tony says I shouldn't. Well, who is Tony? My fiance. You're going to get married then. <laughs> That's what having a fiance usually means. Yeah, we're we're getting married in December. Going for a long cruise on our honeymoon. What do you do, Lisa? Do? Oh, oh, I'm a dancer. Maybe you've seen me on TV. I'm usually on every Saturday night. Not that anyone ever remembers a girl from the chorus. I don't look at TV much, I'm afraid. Is this Tony of yours a dancer, too? Yes, he's the leading man of the show. You love him very much, don't you? You could never think of marrying anyone else. You do talk strangely sometimes. I guess it's because you're around those crazy mutants all the time. Of course I love him very much. What do you think? How do you feel about mutants, Lisa? Just the way everyone else does, I suppose. What is that supposed to mean? Well, I feel sort of pity for them. But still... Pity and all makes me feel creepy to think about people with two heads and all. None of them have two heads, Lisa. That particular mutation doesn't survive to adulthood. Most of the really strange ones die off the first few weeks of life. No, even so, I've seen pictures of them. It's a good thing they keep themselves cooped up in their sanctuaries. Good for them and good for us. But sometimes they leave the sanctuaries. They try to live like normal people. But they aren't normal people. Sometimes they can convince others that they are normal. We can be very convincing, Lisa. We? I'm a mutant, Lisa. I'm casting a mental projection that hides my true appearance. Oh, no. Leave me alone. Get out of the car. Oh, slow down. I won't hurt you. I'm, I'm very friendly... I'm a lonely person, Lisa, and you're so beautiful. You're not afraid of me, are you? I'm not afraid of you. Of course you aren't. You like me. You like me very much. I'm tall and broad-shouldered, and you think I'm handsome? Very handsome. More handsome than your fiancé, Tony. Of course. You're wondering what you ever saw in Tony, aren't you? You're starting to forget you ever had any liking for him at all. I can't imagine how I could ever let myself think I cared for him. You're forgetting him rapidly. You don't even know who Tony is now. But you know who I am, don't you? Yes. Yes, of course. And you'll love me. You've only known me for a few minutes, but despite that, you've fallen deeply in love with me. Haven't you, Lisa? Yes. I love you, Clyde. And I love you, Lisa. Will you marry me, Lisa? Of course, Clyde. Yes, I'll marry you. Darling. It isn't really Clyde Merrick's fault. He's not responsible for what he is. Uh, he was made that way by the genetic mutations caused by too much atomic warfare. It isn't his fault. But that doesn't make him tolerable, does it? He is an intolerable menace. 
Oh, that was a wonderful meal, darling. You know, I don't know how you did it. All those people waiting in line for tables, and the head waiter just took you right over to the spot. I have ways of being persuasive. Oh, I see. You love me? Of course, Lisa. We'll be married tomorrow and go far, far away. Rent a cabin somewhere and stay there for months and months and just read and fish and sleep. <laughs> oh, it sounds wonderful. It is wonderful. Just the two of us. I can't wait. You're not worried about Tony, are you? Tony? I don't know anyone named Tony, do I? No, you... You don't know anyone named Tony. Come on, let, let's get out of here. If you say so, darling. Where will we go? Your car will, will drive out into the country. You can't see the stars here in town. You haven't paid the check. It doesn't matter. You see them trying to stop me. Well, no, but I... I can eat for free any time. You see? They're smiling goodbye to anywhere? Take the road you were on this morning when you met me. Of course. Lisa. What is it, dear? Do you really love me? Really and truly love? I love you, Clyde. No. No, you don't. Not at all. Oh, whatever do you mean? It's no good. It isn't real. It's just another fraud. I don't understand. You don't love me. Not really. I made you think you do, and you say you do, but that isn't enough. Every time I'd kiss you, every time I'd hold you in my arms, I'd know you were nothing but a puppet playing the role I made you play. Do you call that love? Clyde, you're talking nonsense. I wish I were. I thought I might be able to find some fulfillment outside the sanctuary, but I was wrong. What good is it all? I, I can fool everyone. Everyone except myself. Lisa, tell me again. How do I look to you? Why, tall, very good-looking, blonde hair, kind of wavy, regular features. In other words, as handsome as a video star. Mm. All right, stop the car. Stop it? Why? Because I want you to. Well? Ever since I left the sanctuary this morning, I've... I've been projecting a false appearance. It's a power of mine. Something special I have, thanks to the otherwise unkind providence. I'm going to turn that projection off now, Lisa. Let you have a look at me as I really am. As I look without the benefit of hypnotic trickery. Oh, no! Oh, no! Everything's all right now. You're starting to forget. In a moment, you'll have forgotten it. There. All better. How do you feel? Uh, all right, Clyde. Good. But you see, Lisa, I was wrong. I thought if I left the sanctuary at last, disguising myself as one of the normals, I could be happier. I could... But it would be a synthetic happiness. 
You can't live on nothing but cotton candy, Lisa. Start the car. Yes, Clyde. Drive up the hill to your left. And that's it, right, right up to those big gates. All right. Stop here. This is the sanctuary. I'm back home now. Home to stay where I belong. Clyde, I'm... I'm all mixed up. I don't know what's happening. You're going to turn your car around and drive home, Lisa. You're going to go home and go to bed. And when you wake up in the morning, you'll have no recollection of today at all. You'll simply have lost a day. And you'll marry your Tony and you'll be happy with him. Is that clear, Lisa? Yes, Clyde. All right now. You're beginning to forget me already. Say goodbye to me, Lisa. Goodbye, Clyde. That's right. No, don't don't kiss me. He didn't fool himself. 